Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Nodular versus lobular, intracapillary versus intracapillary versus extracapillary glomerulonephritis. There are some terms we often use for description of glomerular lesions, sometimes synonymously. What follows may not be agreed upon by many or all, but here goes my interpretation of some of the terms we use. The first, lobular versus nodular. What we now know as MPGN, membranoproliferative glomerulonephritis, was first presented in about 1965 under the heading of chronic hypocomplementemic glomerulonephritis, which interestingly enough was published two years after so-called MPGN type 2, now appropriately termed dense deposit disease. Some of the first major large studies in the U.S. by people like Dr. Pirani et al. in Medicine Baltimore titled their paper MPGN and Lobular GN. The use of the term Lobular GN started building in the literature in 1976. If you go to PubMed, you'll see that whenever you type in Lobular GN, the papers that are pulled up are most often those of an MPGN, which of course we now know is a pattern and not a specific disease. Then, in about 1989, according to PubMed, the numbers of papers published under the title of MPGN really took off. Helmut Ranke published a paper on secondary MPGN and KI in 1995, one of my favorites, and noted that MPGN pattern was often associated with immune complex deposition, autoimmune or infection, paraproteinemias, or chronic TMAs. As I recall, in the end of the 70s and the early 80s, the light chain deposition disease was most often associated with an advancing lobular glomerulonephritis or glomerulosclerosis. We almost always see the 4-plus levels of expression first and then later identify milder forms. Interesting enough, nodular glomerulonephritis, although occasionally synonymous in PubMed with MPGN, was more often, in my brief survey of PubMed, used as a description of something else, like light-chain deposition disease, C3 glomerulonephritis, diabetic nephropathy, smoking, etc., a description of a pattern. Another term used, especially by Europeans, was mesangiocapillary glomerulonephritis, which accentuated the circumferential mesangial interposition, although it had also been used as a term for a number of different MPGN-like morphologies. Although we have to be careful about what is termed the entomological fallacy, the origin of the term lobular is a small lobe, meaning from the 17th century a small globule, and the origin of the term nodular is from the Latin nodulus, meaning a small node or little lump. Thus, it would seem that lobular is best used for increased hypercellularity, proliferation, if you will, within the lobules of the glomerulus. Recall that the glomerulus normally has about six lobules. As part of the description, nodular glomerular disease, glomerulonephritis or glomerulosclerosis, might entomologically imply a rounded nodule of mesangial matrix, that is, a harder substance 
involving the glomerulus, such as one sees in diabetic nephropathy. Number two, intracapillary versus intercapillary glomerulonephritis. These two terms are related in part to the presence and position of the third cell type, so-called, in the glomerulus, the mesangial cell. As noted elsewhere in another podcast, there was a debate as to whether the cells nested between the glomerular capillaries were actually proliferating endothelial cells or even deep endothelial cells inside and attached to the glomerular capillary basement membrane, by definition being endothelial cells, or whether they were mesangial cells. Intercapillary suggests that these cells were actually between the glomerular capillaries and intra Capillary suggests that these cells were actually sort of part of the glomerular capillaries themselves, that is, deep endothelial cells of the capillaries. This has now been resolved. Kimmel, Still, and Wilson, in their 1936 classic paper on diabetic lesions, used the term intercapillary lesions in glomeruli. Kimmel, Still, agreed on the presence of a mesangial position and mesangial cell. Number three, intracapillary versus extracapillary glomerulonephritis. If you ask an anatomist to define glomerulus, some will say A, just the glomerular tuft, and others, B, the glomerular tuft, Bowman space, and Bowman's capsule. Thus, the term intracapillary for processes visible by light microscopy in just the glomerular tuft, and extracapillary, an old term, for what we now call crescents and crescentic glomerulonephritis. Extracapillary was a term used by Volhard and Farr way back in 1914 and 1924. These are sort of nested terms or conjugate variables used to describe the glomerular processes morphologically by light microscopy. In the past, papers published on crescentic glomerulonephritis often required a certain number of glomeruli, for example, eight glomeruli with at least 50% showing crescents, which was usually an arbitrary choice. Nowadays, if there is unequivocal glomerular changes showing a posse immune, meaning little, not much, doesn't mean none, necrotizing a crescentic lesion that is usually enough to place all things being equal under the rubric of a likely ANCA-associated glomerulonephritis. Of course, other studies are important. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.